welcome to the final episode of season four of Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. Looks I am your- like we made it. <laughs> Look how far we've come through COVID and we're all still here. Uh, I'm your co-host, <laughs> Meg Hayes. I'm Kate Elston. And I'm Meg Trowbridge. We started this season during a pandemic and by golly, we're ending it during a pandemic. And strong, bitches. Stronger Correct. than ever. And it's so funny thinking about like when we first started recording in COVID, we were like, this will be done by we'll Thanksgiving, right? Back in each other's living rooms by, yeah. Remember when I wrote a poem about how it was like taking a brief summer vacation? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we might That's have so to beautiful. reread that and be like, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Oh, brother. Well, um, this episode is going to be real fun. We're talking to dear friend of the pod, uh, journalist, activist, comedian, Francesca Fiorentini. Um, but before that, are there any period updates? Okay. I may be the only one because real talk, uh, we recorded one week ago to intro the first episode of Dr. Kate. So as we led into Dr. Kate's part one, I was like, you know what? Things are great. Like, <laughs> I have all the period products I need. Um, I feel like I really have a handle on my period. Like, things are really good for me right now. <clears throat> and she listened. She heard me and she was just like, how dare you? And so this month's, like, like literally two days after we recorded that, it was insanity. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh. It was just... One of the heaviest I'd had maybe ever. Oh, my God. And it was, I usually just have, like, a couple hours of cramps. This was two solid days where Advil did nothing. Oh. And. Uh, two solid days of cramping? Of cramps. Of cramps. Like, sleeping through cramps. Oh. Like, waking up, adjusting to be like, please go away soon. And, like, like usually three Advil is good for me. That, that like, definitely does a trick. Nah. And, uh, and then. Um, f- but that also those cramps are leading up to the heavy. So it's like, I'm cramping, but there's still not a lot of flow. And this oh. is like days of spotting. And then it came. Oh no. And it was so intense. Like, cause I wore, cause sometimes on like the big old days, I'm like, you know what? I'll wear it like a little tamp, but also a thinks. Anywho, I just like bled through a super tampon in four hours and uh whoa was just like like <laughs> the blood was seeping like all the way like defying gravity in my thinks like in both directions <laughs> i was like what is happening it's like body? coming up the front like through your belly button <laughs> yeah yeah it's coming on my ears i think i'm sick <laughs> um anywho it was ridiculous and part of me is like okay one uh, anytime I'm like I think my period's getting better it comes she's back she's like watch me bitch you, <laughs> you talking about your period publicly is like summoning Bloody Mary in the bathroom yes. it's like 100%. Bloody Mary Bloody Mary Bloody Mary <laughs> see guys there's nothing to it she's dead now dead <laughs> um, her uh, corpse right. <laughs> but um but also I was talking to Kevin about it and I was like I I think part of it was for like four years, my body has just been holding on to stress. 
And then oh. now that I'm, I'm like feeling so good in so many different ways that I feel like my body was like, okay, let's get, let's let go of this other stuff. And it was just like sloughing it out. Wow. You think that was Trump's blood? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Trump has blood on his hands. <laughs> and so do you. Wow. And he, he wakes up like, what? Oh, what is this? Why is it so gritty? Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? It's gritty? It's just clumpy and weird. Okay, when you say gritty, I think like sand, sure, like sand. mixed in Play-Doh. I think of like, like an HBO drama. Like what do sure. you, like The Wire? Like your period is My The Wire? My period is like a tough detective. <laughs> I don't really have any updates other than... Um, I had a freckle fall off <laughs> of my belly. Hey, was, was it, it chocolate? Was it chocolate? Was it chocolate? Was it no, chocolate? here's the thing. I I had I have a little uh, freckle in my I had a little freckle in my belly button, um, and I all oh, it's so funny like I just noticed it like mm-hmm. while pregnant because I'm like looking at my belly a lot and I would be like oh hey I have a I have a freckle in my belly button and Carl was like yeah you've always had that freckle I'm like huh. That's cool. Uh-huh. Like, I just never noticed it. Or if I did, maybe I thought it was lint and I would, like, pick at it and then, like, forget about it. And then, like, <laughs> another, like, month later, be like, oh, my lint in my belly button. But Carl's like, you've literally always had that freckle. <laughs> but then my belly got, it didn't do, it's not like, I have an innie. Mm-hmm. My belly hasn't made an outie, but it's kind of made an in-betweeny. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And the freckle just fell off. <laughs> it like popped. It like it like popped out of the inside of the belly button. So it was like protruding, and I was yeah. like poking at it, and, and then it fell off. <laughs> what? So I was like, I, I feel like kind of robbed because I was like, I just got to know you, yeah. freckle. Wow. Oh, Kate, I'm sorry for your loss. It's okay. I was like, freckle, freckle. I just I didn't even know you. I'm 33, and I didn't even know you were there. And now I lost you. It's like, I, so we didn't have enough time. <laughs> Let's pour one out for the fre- for Kate's belly button freckle. <laughs> belly frecks. <laughs> Any updates from you, Meg Hayes? No, I don't think so. I think I'm I'm done for the moon. Wait, what? I'm trying to think if I'm ovulating. I don't know. I don't know. Now that now that Meg is ovulating, she's so proud that she's ovulating. <laughs> Thank you. I'm ovulating all the time. Can't you see my glow? <laughs> Do you feel different now that it's been? A full cycle. I don't. I meant to like ask my therapist, like, do is are things gonna shift at all? I haven't really felt anything like, but I did tell you guys I cramped during ovulation last time, um, yeah. which was so weird because I was like, "Am I a fourteen day cycle? Is it coming already?" <laughs> um, but it was like a significant cramp, so I think I might be just shy of ovulating. That hasn't happened yet. But my sister said that she can literally feel, like, the side she's ovulating on. She's like, I can feel the egg dropping, I swear to God. She, like, follows it with her <laughs> finger. Like, oh, right, my yeah. God, there it goes. <laughs> we have a theater friend who says the same thing. She's like, ugh, I can tell I'm ovulating. So I'm like, wild. So, yeah. Just, my hair looks really good that time. I'm just, like, excited to continue to get to know my pillless body. Yeah. I know body, the body, body. Maybe you'll lose a freckle. Hey, y'all, I don't know if I ever told you, I had a really weird thing happening on my back. Um, It was not a mole. It was, let's be honest, a growth. Um, And (laughs) I had Kevin keeping an eye on it. And then it was troublesome, and I kept a band-aid on it because it was, like, right where the bra strap sits. Oh, yeah. 
And I was just like, I don't like this and it's dark and I don't like anything about this. And Kevin was like, you should definitely talk to a doctor. And I was like, yeah, 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 I will. And then one day I put on my bra and I'm like, oh, I snagged it. And it came right off and it hasn't hell? come back and everything's fine, I think. It was it, So it wasn't a mole? Like what? It was oh not a mole. Bodies. It was, it was, it, our bodies are so bizarre. And it's not really period related, so I we can keep this out. But <laughs> well, it, either was my freckles. So. <laughs> weird body like, shit for the people who yeah. get weird body shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, it was almost like it almost looked like a skin tag, but it was like black, and then uh, it also felt like it went deep. Anyways, oh god, I'm fine now. Okay, I hope so. <laughs> There's nothing more unfortunate than the name skin tag. It's really just one of the worst things ever called. You know, speaking of skin tags. Trump? President Donald Trump <laughs> okay. is no longer, is has officially now uh, resigned to the fact that he will not be president, um, which is exciting. I mean, as of today, who knows? He might change his mind. He did tweet sure. something, but that could have been tweeted by someone else. We don't know. absolutely tweeted by someone else. It had yeah. like no exclamation points, yeah. no capital <laughs> no cap- letters. No, no weird capital letters. But, you know, in honor of all the political upheaval that we have endured this year and for the past four years, we thought it would be a really great time to bring back Francesca Fiorentini for our season four finale. Um, Francesca is a dear friend of the pod. She's a journalist, an activist, a stand-up comedian. You might know her from MSNBC or The Young Turks or Newsbroke, the show she and I co-founded together on AJ+. Heard of it? Kind of a kind of a deal. Um, she also has her own podcast called The Bituation Room, which is a phenomenal weekly show that everyone should listen to to get their daily dose of progressive politics and analysis and laughs. It's really good, she, y'all. Definitely she's check it out. And informative. Fun formative. Yes, is it, that's that's what we're calling it. Um, she's she's been on the pod before in season two, I believe. So definitely check that out. Let's just get right to it. Our interview with Francesca Fiorentini. Hey, listeners, we are soups jazz to have our buddy Francesca with us. Yay! Hey, how are you? I'm good. Currently bleeding. Hey. Woo! No. Oh, my God. Well, no, but we just love when our guests are. Oh, okay, okay. That was, like, way too much excitement. Is this podcast all about periods? I forgot. You guys, have you evolved beyond? I'm sorry. People, the Young Turks aren't excited when you're menstruating during their (laughs) broadcasting. Yeah, yeah, no. But I did shake on my show. I shook a bottle of Aleve pills because I was like, I'm on my period. But I was happy about something, so I was using them as maracas. Um, (laughs) And no guest was as excited as I feel like you three would be. So of course. And now I don't have my bottle. Oh, Um, chicka, chicka, chicka. A Um, chicka. A chicka. (laughs) <laughs> um, fun fact, the biggest fight Francesca and I ever got into was over a, an egg shaker because she wasn't keeping the rhythm <laughs> to a song. <laughs> if you want to know where Kate Elston's turf is, mm. yeah. it's it's right. It's, it's sort of in the Venn diagram. Yeah, it, between the egg shaker and the recorder. And if you <laughs> like, try and do any of those minimally wrong, she will 
step to you. <laughs> if you dare try to give her notes on her recorder solo. Yeah. I'm sorry. So in your relationship, Kate is the musical genius. I'm just trying to understand this. No. I'm just trying yeah. to get my bearings. Yes. Weird for you guys. because, but, but, but it's true, though, because Kate, when Kate steps into like me and like Newsbroke realm, uh, suddenly she can flex versus with the Apparently. two of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's get into it. So political news. As of today, the GSA has said, which I didn't even know was a thing. I don't know what the GSA General actually is. General Services Administration. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You guys, it's the Girl Scouts of America. That's I got it. it. Yeah, they're in charge wish. of the transition. I know, me Great. too. It'd be so much smoother. It'd be so much better. <laughs> so the Girl Scouts have said that it is now they've authorized it is okay now for the Biden uh, administration to start meeting with Trump there's going to be a transition now yeah so ho- we're happy that Joe Biden has won the presidency again like right. yep. fifth time and we don't um, have to uh crowdfund his uh transition team which apparently oh used to be God. a thing so it's not that crazy um, so how are you feeling, Francesca, with that news? And, and now that it, it seems like Trump is officially, there is an end in sight to the Trump administration. Well, I don't want to get too excited because then he'll just be like, um, she doesn't work for me, you know, and he'll <laughs> fire her and then assign someone new for the GSA. But um, it's a, it's been a good 48 hours. His crazy lawyer was fired the one who was saying that the election was rigged by uh, the corpse of hugo chavez uh, <laughs> it's, it's always good she and didn't then, make it out man i know, I, I know right <laughs> I, I, that's the thing is like they always pull the fun ones you know uh, they always know, like fire. but i feel good i feel i feel really good i mean i think you know i'm i just tweeted like yeah about time uh you punk ass bitch <laughs> and that's like that is the analysis and the length extent of my analysis mostly my expertise yep that's it i know a punk ass bitch when i see one and he is one so yeah no it, it's good news and it's good news because i don't want to give the transition team money so yeah Me. they didn't know yeah, that was bullshit. Such um, bullshit i will well, speaking of some excellent francesca fiorentini analysis We'll play this clip because I saved it to my phone and watched it a hundred times. When Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, you had some (laughs) excellent analysis. And let's just play that clip real quick. Fuck, 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 fuck. No, no, fuck. Francesca, how did you come to that analysis on that day? Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, I've been reading a lot, and uh, I've been studying the Supreme Court quite a bit, and from my conclusion, we (laughs) were fucked, you know, and are still fucked, although we try not to think about it. I mean, Amy Coney Barrett is somewhere, don't know where, uh... I, I always want eyes on her, kind of the way I always want yeah. eyes oh, on yeah. Paul Ryan. Like, I don't know, like, strap a GoPro <laughs> to these people. What are they doing? So wily, you know? So wily, so scary. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm bad. you're welcome for that. I mean, that was just very important. I think it's important to not be, like, every time we're like, oh, we need a hot take. Like, maybe you don't. Maybe we can just say how we feel. Just scream. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, I'm having one of those periods. Can I just be, let me just. Yeah, yeah let's please. go back. You're blackcording. That's yeah, so exciting. Have to, I'm wait, wait. We have to sing to you. One, two, three. 
Oh, hi, you are blackording. Oh, hi, you are blackording. Oh, hi, you are blackording. Here you you go. Okay, go ahead. I'm just go ahead. You can continue. Well, you gave Kate the hardest line there. That's pretty. Shut the fuck up. I'm a savant. Anyway, your period. Uh, it's just having one of those ones where you like sit down and uh, like half an hour later you fill the tampon kind of thing. Uh uh-uh. oh. You know, but yep. mostly because I don't feel like tampons have been act. They haven't evolved to actually capture. Uh, well, I'm on a trip, so I'm n- I don't have my diva cup, which sucks. Mm-hmm. And I don't think tampons have evolved to actually capture the clots. Uh, yes. And so you they they you just get a clot, and then it just pushes your tampons ruin, and it's actually a huge waste. Um, so I'm pissed about that, and but I am also very like <laughs> I'm like got a really heavy flow because for some reason it makes me feel younger, where I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know why, but I am also in the, I remember one of the grosser stories I heard when I was, my childhood friend was like, yeah, my mom, she got to put two super plus tampons in her pussy. And I was like, I was like, ugh, ow. Um, But now I'm like, maybe I should just like, you know, I'm I'm like stuck with one of those packs that are like the the thin, the slim ones are like, we're just little slimmies. It's like, yeah, you do nothing. (laughs) You don't get shit. Um, so I'm like, maybe I should just put two up there or four or some like creative greater tampon. Um, but anyway, it's uh, also I just will want to say Megan the Stallion has come out with a new song called Body. Body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. So I was thinking of doing like Claudia, yaddy, 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 yaddy. You know, that's what my clots say when they come out. Yes. Yeah, Meg Tro can relate to the clots. Oh, my God. I mean, because I go between all the different products depending on how I'm feeling in the moment. Sure. Um, but when I go with a tamp, this is so getting into the detail, getting into the weeds here. Sure. Uh, maybe every fourth tampon on like a heavy day, there will be like part of a clot wrapped around the string. <laughs> wow. And so I'm like, I'm like, am I tugging the tampon or the clot at this point? Damn. Hard, hard to say. Thick. Thick clots. I like to think that tampons have never evolved past allowing women in the workplace. Like, <laughs> tampons are just still made for women laying on, like, yeah. fainting couches all day. <laughs> like, they don't really move with you because we weren't really allowed to move. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Francesca, let's go back a little bit to Amy Coney Barrett. Yes, um, please. Wait, Meg Hayes had a funny thing she wanted to say about Amy Oh, Coney yeah. Barrett. So I wanted us all to establish the nicknames we'll be using in lieu of Amy Coney Barrett. I'm and she be... can't have ACB. She cannot take that. No, fuck that shit. I'm going with Amy Coney, Amy Coney Butthole. Mm. I just feel like it really encapsulates like everything she's afraid of. And also I feel like her butt is really tight. Like, so tight. Uh-huh. Nothing's nothing's <laughs> even like her husband's not even allowed to like touch anything down there. Like he can only he he can only come out here with like hands behind his back and a hard dick. You know what I mean? Just in case he accidentally that sounds great, touches. actually, dude. <laughs> Highly erotic. I'm just saying, like she doesn't even want him accidentally touching her butthole. She's like, no, thank you. You know, six feet on this God's situation. Place. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I'm going with Amy, Amy Coney Butthole because it makes me laugh. That's good. Um, I would say something that's like, um, I don't really. Um, I was gonna say any cunty bitch. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's good. Great. I've got um, Amy Crappy Barf Much. <laughs> Yours is so Minnesota. <laughs> Barf Munch? Barf Munch? Or much. Barf Munch? Barf Munch. Barf Munch. Sounds like a challenge. Oh, uh, Barf Munch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, oh my that God. sounds like, yeah, we're like in high school talking about anorexia or something. Barf like, Munch? Amy, like, <laughs> Barf Munch? She probably was Amy Coney Barf Munch. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I always love the A cab, like oh. all cops are bastards mm. and ACB because it was yeah. like ACB, ACAB. I like that. Yeah. And so I was thinking okay. it was like AACBAB, which is all Amy Coney Barrett's are bastards. I like it. That's very long. AACAAB. I can't even remember. But I like that. I like that's really good. But she needs a shorter yeah. one. I mean, ACB is so easy, but, but it's, it's like. It's too close to RBG. She doesn't get, she doesn't deserve it. And AOC. She doesn't get that. No, thank you. Yeah, 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 you're right. God. Back alley abortion Barbie, also very long. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, that's um, good. She's got, you know what's the worst part about her is that her vo- she's got vocal her, fry. I, I hate to be the person mm. that's like, I hate her voice, but I hate her voice. Her voice is awful. <laughs> it's, so, it's the voice of someone who has not actually worked a day in their lives and who is mm. entitled to everything and like, adopted the values of it's their actually it, it's yeah or their it's cult the ex- yeah it's the exact um contrast like the the flip side to the brett kavanaugh voice which is like oh yeah senator uh, uh, do you drink <laughs> <laughs> i hate the world so um i know also i like- still haven't heard her voice i i for from 2016 on i was just like i'm going to avoid videos because hearing Trump's voice upset me so deeply. And uh, and so everyone I hated, I was like, I'm just going to read what they had to say. Yeah, if I transcript. hear their voice. You don't oh. want her voice haunting your dreams. It's yeah. a little it's a little patronizing. It's kind so of like, I'm really upset that you even asked me a question about what I would do in this job <laughs> interview. But I guess I'll not answer it. That's basically how she sounds. Francisco, what do you think, like about this idea that was sort of floating around that like Biden and the Democratic Senate will be able to expand the courts. Tell our listeners a little bit about what you think about if that's even doable. Oh, God. Um, I mean, it fucking better be. I think that's the the real answer is it better be. And I think even... <laughs> it's so true. The, the Demo- I think even Democrats know this, right? I think if it were anything else, if it's climate change and a Green New Deal, if it's Medicare for all, if it's, you know, uh, radically reforming the police and defunding it and putting it to other things, like that's all like... <laughs> but we saw just how stupidly stringent the supreme court actually is these lifetime appointments that are ridiculous the fact that it is only nine people and that the fucking trump has been a windfall for republicans and so it's like well literally this is the law of the land and you're either gonna cede it and roll back decades of progress or you're gonna actually do something about it so i mean yeah, I've been actually surprised. I think I don't. I don't know whether they will, but I feel like it's like yeah. There's no other way. Like there's no other way to actually 
And this is my other thing. It's like, can we have like a no backsies rule in the Supreme Court? <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are we relitigating shit? You know, and, yeah, and you go the Constitution. Oh, you can't read law. I was like, Constitution. Second Amendment. Well, we can't relitigate that. We can't look at. No, 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 no. We can't look at all about when it was written or anything. But but any Supreme Court ruling is like, yeah, yeah. No, we'll come back to no, it. We'll we circle back in a generation. Yeah, right. Well, exactly. Exactly. Like, then what's the fucking point? Yeah. Uh, I, I actually. So for news broke, we were maybe going to we were thinking about doing a, a piece on the Supreme Court. It's actually like a lot of scholars and a lot of like really smart people who are writing opinion pieces were like, you know what? Like, if you look at all the like, quote unquote, like liberal wins over the last couple generations, like Roe v. Wade and and um, the the, uh, uh, same sex marriage, like those were actually like the Supreme Court wasn't doing anything brave in those moments. They were just responding to like the will of the people. Like, because all by the time they in 2015 approved same sex marriage or like, you know, made it the law of the land, like so many states had already done it. Other people had come yeah. out for it. Joe Biden being the first big person um, in the administration. Yeah. So like it's it's actually interesting. It was like we don't it was sort of like we don't need the court like the like we can make things happen. The problem is just that. Yeah. Well, they in their infinite well, the other thing is like, strike it down. We've all heard. Right. And the fact is that, like, Republicans have a plan. They have, like, a whole ass blueprint of how they're going to roll everything back. And Kavanaugh and ACB, I mean, butthole, (laughs) were were part of that plan. And they've been on this tip of, like, oh, yeah, yeah, here's how we fill federal judges, like, everything from local to to the Supreme Court. Like, we're going to, like, have this crazy right-wing march. And Democrats have been, like... We all respect the rule of law, right? And we'll confirm those judges. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't, what are they doing? We don't know. And it's like, no, 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 they're putting extremists in all these different areas. And so that's the thing is, like, I feel like r- Democrats are finally like, oh, we got to have a plan. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. Shoot, God dang. Yeah. Like, what do you think is the most um, at risk of being taken away in terms of reproductive rights? Like, because Amy Coney Barrett even is saying, I don't think we'll be able to get rid of Roe, but yeah. she says there will be more restrictions. So how do you see that? Like, what do you think the conservative game plan is around that? I mean, it's similar to what they've been trying to do, which is squelch and like like basically make their no room for any more clinics because of all the restrictions and hospital admitting privileges. And you got to like your hallways have to be a certain like width. Right. You have to be able to pass, you know, like uh, five razor or like five rascals. together <laughs> side by side little rascals like large yeah like the little no like the motorized the rascal oh i see what you're saying you know what i mean motorized <laughs> wheelchairs it's uh so i think that and then uh, the other thing that i'm really scared that they're going to do is start to fuck with state constitutions like state mm. where they can and they've already tried to do this, but like enshrining the rights of the unborn. Louisiana just passed this, right? Oh. This was a law that went to voters to to guarantee the right to life in in the Constitution. Ugh. And that is incredibly scary because I did a story in El Salvador about this, which basically they have they have the right of the unborn in their Constitution and. What it means is that women are complete and other utter second class citizens to their 
the life inside of them, whether or not it's viable or not. So you could be sick, your baby could be sick, uh, and it doesn't matter. You can't have an abortion. And then it also means, and I spoke to women who had been locked up for years, we're talking the penalty for an abortion is greater than the penalty for murder or rape which is like, great, man, machismo is in full swing. But so I was, I was talking to these women who had miscarriages because they didn't know they were pregnant. Or, I mean, it yeah. doesn't, look, it doesn't matter if you had an abortion. It doesn't even matter if you miscarried. These were women who I spoke to who were like, I didn't even know I was pregnant. I, ha- I miscarried, passed out. When I woke up, I was handcuffed to a hospital bed because someone thought that I had aborted. You know, so it's like this kind of, like the slippery slope is so scary that like I feel like, we might be seeing stories like that coming out of Louisiana. It's depressing as shit, but it's also like, this is why abortion rights matter is because if we don't have them, we are literally treated as just vessels for the procreation of this shitty, shitty species of humanity. Kate, congratulations on your baby almost. Francesca, what are your thoughts on like, let's move on to Senator Harris, first VP of woman <laughs> with a vagina. Um, <laughs> nailed it. What, when, when you saw her speak that, that Saturday, what went through your head? Cause I know that, you know, I know you and I know we all kind of shat on her as she was running for president. Cause she flip flopped like crazy on Medicare mm-hmm. um, yeah. for all. But like, how did you feel that day when it was announced that they officially won and that she spoke and everything? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was surprised that I was moved by it. But I was like doing something else, working, writing some shit, probably news broke and like had it on my computer. And then when she was like, and I think this, I think for black women, it probably felt really good. And because she is mixed, and her mom was an immigrant when she was like, oh, yeah, my mom was an immigrant and came here to, at the age of 19. I, like, kind of perked up and I was like, oh, wow, my mom's an immigrant, too. And, like, there was something that was so um, awesome about it because I think that uh, – I think in a lot of ways people of color and especially immigrants are never – they're sort of uh, in the U.S. kind of like – go along, get along, keep your head down, shut up, be thankful that you're in the U.S. And especially someone like Kamala's mom or my mom in that generation. It's like, you know, we have nothing but good things to say. Please don't deport us. Um, You know, and that's sort of how I think immigrants are taught to sort of behave. And that is also how they ascend in a white supremacist society, which is like, you know, model minority type bullshit. But I was moved by when she was talking about her mom being an immigrant. And I think it is hugely momentous. And it made me feel like, oh, shit, like maybe this country wasn't just sort of a a by accident where my family ended up. You know, maybe it is really for immigrants. Maybe it is for people who have no other place to call home and really feel American, are American. You know, and so and what does and I think it it goes a long way in actually redefining what an American is. And man, I am not a patriotic person, but my little, you know, patriotic, my little red, white and blue tinglys, you know, started. (laughs) So I get, you know, you get, I think, rightfully moved um, because it is huge, such a such a huge day. And, And and that's beyond like. 
you know, I think her politics have a lot to be desired, but I also think she's definitely one of those people who's like a people pleaser in the way that I think Biden is a people pleaser and will go with the winds of change like mm-hmm. any shrewd politician would because they don't want to be caught out on, right. you know, the wrong side, which means the ball is in our court. Kind of yeah, thing. very true. Yeah, I definitely like was I'd forgotten like how important her nomination was going to be like it, it just there's so much else in your brain and then when you read so much the noise. headline like on the that was like oh she'll be the first woman vice president like person of color immigrant I was like oh my god <laughs> like yeah. we did it America um, yeah and never again if she fucks up I know yeah <laughs> I know, right, right? <laughs> No, and that's the thing that I was I was talking with on my podcast, The Bituation Room, with um, Ben Dixon and Ida Rodriguez. And, you know, we were, you know, I think a lot of this moment is also reflecting on Obama. It's a moment to, like, really reflect on his administration because I think Trump was such a, uh, you know, a like a, an oncoming car crash that we haven't been able to assess the Obama administration, I think now that Biden, obviously his vice president, is going to be president, like it will be a perfect time to do that and also talk about what the fuck just happened in the last four years. But, you know, we were talking about how going forward, just the amount of like racism and the amount of and sexism that Kamala is going to get. Like, you ain't seen nothing. We have not. And it, she doesn't have the Clinton baggage, thank God. Um, but it's going to get bad and we're, and it's going to be such a challenge for us to be like, how can we princip- in a principled way critique her without playing into any of those like really fucked up sexist and racist stereotypes or, or you know, insults? That was one of the questions I had, actually, is like, what standard should we be setting for ourselves? Like, I was thinking about this woman that is most likely going to be nominated as a secretary. First female secretary of defense. All of our bombs are going to have little bows on them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're girl yeah. bombs. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. So um, I'm just wondering how you how you feel about that. Because, like, the beauty of having all of these women around is, like, yay, <laughs> we're moving more towards, like, us being in rooms. Even though yeah. having the first female in a position to be nominated is sad. To think about um but we also are not interested in women that are gonna bomb impoverished nations like in the name of our country um yeah i mean remember how yeah. uh trump got praise for gina haspel who for a cia director initially i don't know what did she resign in shame what happened <laughs> did she get fired did she what i think she was fired some did was she not evil enough? There's only two <laughs> options: resigning in shame or being fired, or not being right. evil enough. Literally, the yeah. two like Kirsten yeah. Nielsen, not evil enough, and was Shocking. pretty fucking evil. Shocking, and was so evil. Um, but I'm trying to, you know, I do think that there's. I hope that in the year 2020, we are beyond the, uh, to play in a boys' club. You know, you have to basically act like a boy. You've got to like, lean in. You yeah. you actually have to just be an honorary man with all the same uh, toxic masculinity. But okay. like, you're a girl, so it's all good. Yet, if you nominate people who kind of came up career wise in that age, then we're never gonna get there. But you know, if you hire, I think you know anyone under forty, you 
you have a better chance. Although I gotta be honest, Jen Psaki annoys the fucking shit out of me, and I don't know why. Who's that? Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki is that redhead who is a, uh, and, and that's a super sexist thing to say, but she does have red hair. Um, <laughs> that like, that buxom redhead. Um, <laughs> but she was, she was Obama's press secretary. And there was just something about her that was like really like a tight lipped, um, patronizing. Okay. You know, and, and just like the <laughs> smile and you're just like, shut the fuck up, Jen Psaki. So just answer the question, oh. Jen. Answer the question, Jen. So, um, but I will just say that, like, I hope we're beyond that. But I also feel like we've also got, like, zero dark 30 and, like, what's, like, Jessica Chastain, who's, like, if she's not choking out, like, a terrorist, like, <laughs> like what is her point? Like, that's her whole career. Yeah. That's what she's she gets. That's her kink. And hates terrorism. That's her kink. Yeah. Her kink is choking out terrorists. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, like, somehow okay because she's hot and a woman. Um Right. So I don't, you know, I'm of two minds about it, and, and uh, I think a lot of those women sort of get where they are because they are also kind of pieces of shit. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> with Amy Coney Barrett. Like, she's extremely tight-lipped about what she's going to do. She, like, basically talked her way around any question about what she the would Lord's do. The Lord's will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever what, Jesus tells me on that day. One of yeah. her quotes is the something Lord's about will. building the kingdom of heaven in it my butthole like tightened like hers uh when i heard that but (laughs) it you know she was chosen by trump so that should speak volumes about her character right she convinced him in a closed room to nominate her and so i think to that same point francesca like you said thinking about you know the culture is not the fault of this woman that's being nominated right but we still can hold her accountable and be very clear about what we expect which is no more fucking wars and yeah get out of the ones that we are already in it's you know kate and i did not not like we're this like the third news broke thing but like we did actually an aj plus video about basically that like essentially anywhere where there are more women in charge is like automatically a more peaceful country and like there's there's more bipartisanship there's more more apparently was it kate was that study about american politics where like it was yeah. It was like they had, someone had um, they just basically made a ranking of like the best uh, the parliaments or congresses around the world that have the most women in it. Yeah. And number one was Rwanda because wow, of the genocide cool. that had happened in the nineties. And when women took over in parliament in Rwanda, suddenly there was health care, like m- the mortality rate went up or down the, the age of death. What do you call it? The it's probably because they were like, if you've killed more than 12 people, you can't serve in Congress right. in Rwanda at that time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, dude, yeah. well, you know. But like all of a sudden women could buy homes and take out bank loans and child mortality rate went down. It was just like, da da. And then it's like Norway, Sweden, Finland, like Iceland, so- all Iceland. the, all the. Yeah, Iceland. But, but I think I saw some study which was like that when there are more women, no matter what, there's just there's they get more done. There's like more no more resolutions or um, more bills are passed yes. and introduced. That, was in, and that, that study was out of the U.S. So, they, yeah, they looked at bills that were proposed by women in in the Senate, in the House. And it was like they had yeah, more bipartisanship, more likely to pass and more likely to get media attention, which was interesting. Wow. Right. Um, That's fascinating. Maybe just because like they are better at PR. And, like, but talking yo, then, about then have, I think Obama said in a recent interview that he basically, what was it that he didn't want to appear soft, which is why he like, 
you know, dropped a few more drones or like, you know, uh, ramped up the program. And I think it's it's really interesting because I also think because Obama was the first black president, he couldn't be he couldn't actually be honest and angry when he got angry because of the stereotype of an angry black man and like, oh, we're going to scare people. But, you know, so you don't want a woman who's like secretary of defense who's like, well, I got to show them that I'm tough, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. by North Korea. <laughs> I am on my period. And they say that when you're on your period, you drop a bomb. So I might as oh, well. God. I guess I will. They will expect this of me. I created a quiz. Um, I, I initially wanted to make a quiz called Who Said This? A Handmade Wife or Amy Coney Barrett. But like the only amazing the only quotes we have of Amy Coney Barrett are like, per the law or the law states. So I was like, this would be a dumb quiz. You do a great impression. Per it's, the law. It's, it's so really true. Because um, I was raised by at least a half a dozen Amy Coney Barrett. So I, know, <laughs> I know her well. I know her well. Uh, okay, so I instead created a quiz called Would You Rather with Conservative Women? Oh, wow. <laughs> Number one. This is just for Francesca? This is for all of us. I want to hear everyone's, everyone's opinions. Okay. What, who would you rather invite to Thanksgiving? Justice Amy Coney Barrett or QAnon cozier Senator Kenny Loeffler. Kelly Loeffler, mm. pardon me. I mean, oh if God. we're inviting them to, to Thanksgiving, is it likely that they'll get COVID and die? I don't know. Do you have you COVID? Have it. Well, if they, if I'm just saying, like, is it, is it, are, are we saying we have to talk to them or can we just bring them to lure them to their death Contaminate. i mean i think that's up to you kate like what is your thanksgiving looking like this year i mean if it's it's if it's for if i had to have someone in a non-covid time over i would probably say kelly loffler only because i think it'd be really fun to just like hear her conspiracy theories <laughs> oh i think i might go with um amy crappy barf much <laughs> because um have also been raised Catholic. Uh, I feel like I could like bait and switch her. Maybe I feel like maybe I could yeah. get in and like debate you her. Know, yeah, you know, and and then I don't know if I could change her. You Use know, your Catholic I, I've tried to change my husband and it hasn't worked. But <laughs> it's an old lady joke. Did you like it? I liked it, but um, my in my immediate instinct was also to be old lady and be like, they won't change. <laughs> Give it a rest. We should start a podcast, Francesca. <laughs> oh, please. So I was going to be smart and say I would invite Amy Co- Coney Butthole because she's already had COVID and couldn't give it to me. But Ooh. now okay. Kelly Loeffler also has COVID. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Why can't uh, one of them die? Someone Why die. can't anyone die? I'm hoping for Don Jr. If I had to choose, I think that's a great uh. choice. Yeah, but it's inconsequent. Oh. You're right. He could. He could. He. It, it's like uh, killing a Jedi. You know when it's like. <laughs> it's like going back in time and killing the the spawn of somebody. Like yes, that's, yeah, because yeah. exactly. he could continue the legacy. So we obviously want to nip that in the butt. But um, fucking hell, they don't die. Kelly, Kelly Loeffler feels like she could be a good time. That's if you true. get like drunk enough, <laughs> so Amy true. Coney Barrett, like no way in hell. Like there's no, you're, you're no. not having fun. It's not yeah. gonna be yeah. enjoyable. Kelly Loeffler, but, you could get some good hashtag content for your TikTok. That's from her. so true. Yeah, yeah. she'll do memes. the choreographed dance, 
And then you'll be like, oh my God, drop out of the race or whatever. Boop, 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 boop. Let's keep dancing. Uh, yeah, I feel like Amy would like critique your turkey too. Like I feel like Ugh. Amy would just be like really passive aggressive. But not with her so, yeah. ma- words, just with her eyes. Mm-hmm. And her tiny little mouth that looks like a butt. Yeah. But Kelly would steal something from your home. True. That's true. <laughs> kind of a follow up. Which Kelly would you rather have cough directly into your mouth? Kellyanne Conway <laughs> or oh. Kelly Loeffler? <laughs> so the thing oh is, my God. as discussed, Kelly Loeffler uh, could give me COVID. Kelly, I'm so. Kelly and Conway had COVID too. Kelly and Conway also had COVID. But she did a while ago. Yes. Like yes. Kelly Loeffler, right? Yeah. Every mm-hmm. time I see her name, I'm just like, her, her. Yeah. Um, That's how she uh, says it when she's drunk. Yeah. I feel like your current risk with her is stupidity and COVID. But with Killian Conway, I feel like there's like Satan juice that could yeah. just get right in my system, you know? That's true, Meg. And so I feel like, again, Kelly L. Kelly I L. I give my rose to Kelly I just, L. I just rewatched uh, Hocus Pocus for Halloween. Ooh. Do you remember when... Um, the mummy comes, they like dig him up and he like, he cuts his mouth open yes. and it just, there's nothing but like uh, moths that are like, <laughs> you know? yes. that is Kellyanne Conway's. Cough. I thought you were going to say, I'd rather so have that true. guy cough into my mouth. Oh, also, also that. <laughs> so true. He doesn't have COVID. He's fresh out the grave. God, Kellyanne yeah, no, Conway that's a, that's a, is a mummy. That's mm-hmm. what—that's what it is. We've all been trying to put our oh finger God. on it. Yeah, she's a mummy. Okay, number three. Which rebel child would you invite to your Antifa training mm. camp? <laughs> Caroline Giuliani or Claudia Conway? Oh, Claudia. Yeah, obviously. Claudia for sure. Yeah, Caroline's had her whole adult life to say shit, and she hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Claudia Conway's Here. like fifteen and is already like taking down her parents. Yeah. Also, do you think there's anything behind? I heard from one person, maybe once, that Baron is maybe Baron Trump is like. And I heard it from someone. I don't know who. Wait, that okay. like, the Baron Trump. That is, maybe he's progressive. Yeah, Baron's like secret Antifa. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Whom would you rather have lied directly to your face? Kaylee McEnany or Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Well, they both have mm. lied to our faces. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. So who do you prefer? Sarah? Yes, I'm a Sarah. Why? I feel I okay, I know this isn't true, but I always felt like Sarah knew she was in the wrong. But we know now that she hasn't. Like she's like doubled down on like she's like still part of Trump's like inner circle. But I always felt like she knew deep down that she was selling her soul to the devil. I don't get right. that with Kaylee McEnany. I get that she's just like, um, here's a blank stack of papers, which represents Trump's health plan. Thank you. And it's like, there's <laughs> nothing in it. <laughs> I think Kaylee is actually smarter than she, I yeah. think she's way smarter than she lets on, obviously. <laughs> but I I don't know. I'm going to go with Kaylee. Uh, Fair. Just so I can be like, McEnany. <laughs> right back to her. That's fair. McEnany. And you can call me shallow, but I prefer a husky brunette. So I'm going to go with Sarah. That's the reason why I was choosing Sarah too, Meg. I was like, hashtag fat girls unite. I'm you know? choosing Sarah. Her eyes are on point. Fuck you, Haley. Go to Fox News where you'll have a lifelong career because you're thin and blonde. Absolutely. Poor Sarah. Where's she going to go? Where'd she go? 
She's gonna yeah, go. No one like, wants to see her dancing with the stars. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna go to the talk or the chew or I don't know. She'll yeah. go somewhere. This is the final question of the quiz. Yes. Great. We're not just letting Republican women have all the fun. Who would you <laughs> rather have talk down to you about climate change? Diane Feinstein or Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> <laughs> They both have had quotes where they're like, I've been in politics longer than you have been menstruating. (laughs) Longer than you've worn tampons. Yes, and you will die before you see any of the real impacts of climate change. You You selfish bitch. Uh, (laughs) I think I'd pick DiFi only because only because she's so old. That I feel like I could throw her off yeah. and send her into like a senior spiral. I love how all of yours are like, I could, yours are all like debate techniques. But yeah. I love also like, I, I, when you said I could throw, I thought you were, I could just throw her off the balcony. smack her. I was thinking. Throw her off the Golden Gate Bridge. I think Nancy's more petite. I could literally throw her, but I think Daifi, you could just mentally, flick I could her, throw her off of her balance. And she's at that age where we just feel bad for them for being dumb. We're just mm-hmm. like, she's 86. I See, I would forgive my grandma, but you keep running for re-election. So. <laughs> the thing is, is that Nancy would have a funny line to explain mm-hmm. why she won't help stop the, you know, end of humanity on Earth. Like, it'll be like, she'll be completely senseless, but it'll be like... You know, because, uh, you know, a snail only slimes three times a day. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? What does that have to do with anything? It's an old Italian Walk me say. through it. Some Italian shit you never heard before. The translation's bad, but I promise in Italian it makes all Wait. the sense. Okay, I'm choosing Nancy Pelosi only for the scarves. For the scarves alone. Okay. Yeah. And the clap. And the clap. And Maybe the clap. a little clappy. <laughs> In conclusion, Francesca, mm-hmm. thank you so much for being here. I wanted to, you know, this is our last episode of season four. There's still a lot of fighting to do regarding politics and what's next. So I would love for you to leave our listeners with any words of wisdom, any advice, any fighting words mm. for uh, yeah, what, what what's next by the Biden administration and beyond. I mean, I think it's like figure out where your long haul is going to be in the next few years about where you want to focus so you we don't all feel so helpless the next time we're in some real shit and by you know whether it's an organization or whether it's a neighborhood council or whether you know you know be like a PTA mom and or person but for good um or just like (laughs) regular movie screenings of documentaries or like what are all the ways that we can you know if and when COVID is ever over, um, yeah, dig in and be like, I am part of this democracy and this is how, and and this week, this is how I was. And it has to go beyond donating and it has to go beyond just phone banking. Um, and I am myself thinking like, how do I want that to look? Um, but it, I think it's going to be worthwhile if we, if we, yeah, if we find something. We'll, we, I think we're going to feel a lot better if we do that. Uh, it's really just about us and our own mental health. It's why you, why do you do anything for? I mean, and for Instagram, it's for us. <laughs> and it's for the gram first and above yeah. all. Yeah. Also democracy number three. Okay. <laughs> also Amy Coney bar. Number two much. is for my man. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, well, thank you so much, Francesca, for being on Vicious Cycle. Return guest. We love you so much. Franny Fio, we adore you. I love all three of you. Oh, my God. The best podcast. The best hang ever. And why don't you tip your tip your podcast so we can oh, yeah. remind our listeners oh. where to hear you more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bituation Room. Uh, it's also live every Sunday on YouTube slash Franny Fio. And, uh, you know, watch old episodes of Newsbroke if you get bored. Yeah, they're really fun. This season <laughs> was super Amazing. Awesome. Incredibly produced and hosted, so if I may say so. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> I know you're not just saying that. I'm not just saying it. Um, thank you so... I say that when I don't have a microphone in front of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you Yay, for doing this. Of course. Um, we love you and be safe out there. Love you, too. She makes me feel better about things. You know what I mean? Me too. She's smart. She's smart pants. She's smart and funny. She's the whole package. Everyone should listen to her podcast. Yeah. And just listen to what she says. Yeah. And like she says, don't bitch about it, be about it. Which I feel mm-hmm. like she, she kind of expressed in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Guys, any final thoughts on our last episode of of 2020? <gasps> next you see next the listeners will hear from me. I might have a baby on my breasticle. You 100% well, you'll have a baby whether it's uh, suckling your nipple or <laughs> uh clawing at a thingy thing. <laughs> yeah. That didn't it sound cute. Uh wrapping its little fingers around your finger. It's going to happen. I saw Kate in the backyard uh on Sunday. And I was just like, there's a good chance this is the last time I see you pre-baby. Oh, my God. Except we are hanging out tomorrow, so. It's true. So there's a good chance I'm going to see you again. (laughs) Then, then after that. And then after that. Every time Meg sees you, she's going to be like, Kate, take my hands. (laughs) Don't take my hands. could be. (laughs) Take my metaphorical hand. Air hands. Do this. I mean, Kate and I said farewell because I'm down south again with my folks because, I don't know, I'm a glutton for punishment and I like to go where the COVID is. Um, so now <laughs> I'm live here. Loose. Um, but it was, like, so weird to see you and be like, you're going to be a parent the next time I see you. A parent. A parent. parent. You're going to be entrusted with another human. Not to fur babies. To a real baby. You know what, though? Like, I'm really, like, this year is really tough for a lot of people and you know I think in a lot of ways the pregnancy was a nice distraction but and also something to look forward to and something I've really wanted and you know it 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 allowed the the pandemic sort of made me and Carl settle and nest and be together and all that stuff but I will also say that this podcast has truly been such a godsend during these tough times like having an outlet being able to have an excuse to talk to my two besties um communicating with our listeners hearing from y'all and like I we've heard from a lot of people that like you know there wasn't a lot of we didn't like people aren't commuting so they aren't listening to our podcast as much as they had and um but people when they do they're like so glad that we that we kept this going and I'm really glad that we did and you know what if you're someone who only listens to podcasts when you drive you should figure that out because we had great content this season and you should really listen to it go on a walk go on a walk we need your numbers <laughs> but um but no but no, truly seriously. thanks everyone for listening and thank you to the Megs for just you know being there for me and for Carl and for little baby Bumble Bee little beanie baby boo in your belly this podcast has been a lifeline in this crazy, crazy year. Uh, I love you both so much. Uh, and I'm, I, I mean, you know, 
obviously we had Francesca on, so you kind of know where we lean politically. I'm feeling very helpful and hopeful. Um, and I'm excited to get next year going and who knows what the future holds. I'm also very excited and hopeful. I think Francesca's um, advice to really think about where you want to put your energy is really sound advice. Um, I think just in in general, we're all realizing how precious our energy is and our time is. And, you know, we've all been kind of forced to slow down and really think about what we want to move into the future with. Um, And I just hope this time keeps our generation and future generations politically active. And I'm just excited to continue to build this community and to continue to learn what what it means to be like a good community member to people. I will also say that this has been an amazing creative outlet this last season for me as well. As you all know, we typically are extremely busy with other creative outlets and comedy writing and performing, which has stopped as of March. So it's been so lovely to come here every week and make y'all laugh. Yeah. Um, so thank you all. And cringe. I mean, the growth yeah. on Meg's back I, sticks sure. out. That was a tough one. That was we so just lived 2020. Through it, but we got through it together. Did. Meg didn't want to carry that growth into 2021. That's right. <laughs> and now it's our growth. <laughs> For the record, that was months ago. So I'm really okay. I'm feeling good about okay. it. It still has time to grow back. But, anyways. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Meg. I, I thank you to the listeners for giving us an excuse to come together and make each other laugh every week. Yes. I love you, listeners, and I love you, too. Love you both. And, listeners, we're always here from you, for you in your time of bleed. There's the hotline, yep. 9106uterus. Yep. There's the Instagram. We have an email, viciouscyclepodcast at gmail. Um, just stay in touch. Yeah, stay And in give touch. us ideas for episodes if you have a cool topic. Yeah. We have some ideas listeners we love you stay in touch happy holidays one and all get through the new year get vaccinated and wear a mask stay safe everybody and hey keep calm and And bleed bleed everywhere. everywhere